Games Workshop's basement hosted by John Cardell, Danny McDevitt, Val Heffelman, I'm Dickie, and it's Grim After Dark. What's up, guys? Uh, welcome to Grim After Dark, uh, Warhammer 40,000's only late night talk show for some reason. Uh, my name is John. I'm here to misinform and entertain as we talk about the goings on over the last week in the world of Warhammer. Uh, we are starting on time tonight. Uh, we're all here, uh, most of us anyway, um, but we're here to talk about 40K and it's a task so massive that I literally contractually refuse to do it alone. Um, first up, he's got a true bill of friendship and he's advised me to state that he brings a wealth of tabletop knowledge and experience to the table. It's Daniel J. McDevitt, Esquire. The third. The third. J? What's yeah. the J for? John, because it's inside you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Starting off great. Uh, and Gigolo's with a G, Dicky. Come on now. We all know that. Perfect. I'm going to turn Again, off that song. That's news to me. That's that's what? You guys have not seen uh, Deuce Bigelow, male uh, Gigolo? I've seen it. I didn't know I was supposed to be able to spell it, John. Yeah, when I was 12, I saw it. <laughs> That's true. Uh, anyway, he's back from his government-mandated paternity leave. He's tired of being cranky. Uh, he's ready to talk about things. It's our man north of the 49th parallel. It's Val Haffelfinger. No, no, Val is uh, still on paternity leave this week, um, but that's okay because we have, a last but by no means least, the man behind the curtain, the guy who's responsible for everything you see that isn't just us talking. It's the master of the digital short. It's Dickie. Here's Dickie. Hey, what's going on, guys? Guys, so much. <laughs> uh, so much. So much so that we started with the joke. Uh, tonight, yeah. we have a full slate what? for you as we <laughs> find out. I know in this economy, I know uh, I have to regiment how much jokes I spend because we just don't get, you know, you don't get as much jokes for your dollars you used to. Uh, but tonight we have a full slate of a slate for you as we find out what we've been up to in the last week in our patented state of play segment, including Dickie's experience at the capital city clash. We're going to look over some of the most useful accessories and uh, we found and accessorized this 40 K edition. Uh, we're going to hit the low points of the community as We go around the net and finally, We'll play a returning fan favorite. Uh, the title of this game is called Title of a Fan Fiction or Warhammer 40,000 Event I Found on Best Coast Pairings. Uh, but before we go to all of those, um, let's get some state of play. Oh, I forgot. That, so, that bumper is so short now. There's no time to do literally anything in that <laughs> bumper. No drinks allowed. Just No drinks allowed. No, what were you thinking? You knew that. Didn't you edit that down? No, 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 Dickie edited it down because all of my bumpers are hugely long. long. Yeah. Apart from the two I made this week, which were on purposely ridiculously short. Um, They're like but, as long as an art film, really, is what. And maybe that's how you should sell them. <laughs> In between every segment, we're going to have a three-minute art film <laughs> explaining what Crazy. we're feeling going into it. Um, but welcome to the part of the show we call state of play others called it game split hobby progress or other similar things and ours is just as boring uh, but more condensed our uh, starting off uh val what did you get up to this week who yep perfect nothing great uh and then danny uh what did you get up to 
Uh, yep. Yep. Oh, uh, personally, uh, I learned how to conjugate verbs in the uh, past using German, um, using specific examples of learning to conjugate verbs to describe things that you wish you had done in the past, which is a level of complication I did not want to learn in the language, even English. Um, but that did take away my 40k time. I did spend several hours creating this this crappy show yesterday. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, John, I could really see how that would eat up a lot of your time, especially realizing how many things you really regret in your life. <laughs> <laughs> Every Sunday I sit down and I'm like, I regret doing this. That's okay. But in German, but in German, yeah. you regret them in German. I do, I do. Well, not truly, because honestly, it's, it's kind of going now. Uh, <laughs> one more week. Uh, as always, we do want to warn there's going to be discussion of the game of Warhammer ahead. I did make a special slide, though, uh, just for yeah. Dickie, for what we're going to yeah. be talking about. Oh. Uh, it's this guy here. Oh, uh, oh perfect. Dickie's Capital City Clash recap. Um, yeah. So, Dickie, well, what happened? Okay, first off, I don't want to add too much salt right away. I think I think it's important that we thank the people that started the event. It was a really well-run event, so I'd like to thank Nick. Jack Daniel Morris from Red Dragon Comics, uh, Cards and Games, and Jeremy Atkinsons, who is uh, the head coach for Team Canada WTC. Uh, so, what is Capital City? Give us the dirt. Did you have fun? Stop being grateful for people. What is that, isn't that what you're supposed to do on a podcast? Thank the people that ran the event. I'm just I'm going through a template here. Controversy. So. Okay, so we'll get to we'll get to controversy. Um, it was the the event hall was great. It was actually in a like a hockey arena, so uh, very Canadian. So you yeah. guys felt right at home then. We I was I was ready to ready to play all day. Uh, the only thing that the floor was solid concrete, so mm. it was a bit dicey day two, but uh, we got through it. Would you rather it when was you... ice? Yeah, yes I would. <laughs> Yes, I would. Rather I can understand sure. that that would really hurt somebody when you check them, Dickie. Is that? Am I using the yeah, technical term correctly? Yeah, physical forty k is my game, and uh, right. yeah, yeah, hurting people is my game. But uh, yeah, uh, okay. So I kind of wanted to do an old school. Uh, here's my games. Uh, I hope it's not too boring. I did try to keep it as fast as possible. Uh, it's, uh, the reason for this event is it's actually a WTC practice for for Team Canada. So a lot of the uh, the players on the team come to this event and basically test their their WTC lists uh, against a, a big field of very good players. Uh, day one, uh, I went against uh, Francois as uh, Peter the Falcon calls him, uh, probably one of the most dominant uh, Canadian players in 2022. Uh, he's playing Death Watch. I didn't know a lot about Death Watch going into the game, but boy, howdy, did I learn a whole bunch after the game. So did you find uh, out? Oh, I found out. <laughs> I found out. Uh, I, I made some mistakes, uh, namely in uh, deep striking some key units that probably needed uh, to be on the table to uh, zone mm. out. I didn't know if you if you guys knew, but but uh, Death Watch can do a lot of shenanigans uh, of deep striking units and kill teams in. Yep. And it's very strong, and it hurts a lot, actually. Uh, frag cannons nope, are my badass. Yeah, my feelings were hurt, and frag cannons are the worst. So, uh, Francois did a great job. I'm going to keep misspelling, uh, mispronouncing his name, because that's what mm -hmm. he deserves. He 20-0'd 20, he me. We play on a differential system at this event. So, 20-0. I didn't get a lot of points, but I tried hard, and I learned uh, lots of lessons. Danny, what's your top yeah. coaching tip after that game? Yeah. 
Uh, Dicky, I think so. What yeah. I think you maybe should have done instead was yeah. to not deep strike so many of your critical units and maybe keep them on the table, um, so you could help screen out some of the Death Watch teleporting units. I don't know if you knew this. Yeah, but Death Watch can do a lot of teleporting <laughs> around the table. <laughs> you know what? Thank you so much. And you know what, Danny, You're that welcome. did help me. That did help me. Game two. What was I into? Death Eldari. Watch again. No Death oh. Watch. I got Redemption. Oh. I got a Redemption game. Not. It's not often that you get to play a Redemption game, uh, and mm -hmm. and I took full advantage of it. Uh, the player was a great player, um, but I learned my lesson. I kept those key units on the board to block out those deep strikes. And guess what? I got a seventeen three out of that game. I won. I was back in the back in the pluses or mm -hmm. evens, whatever. Mm -hmm. Danny, uh, what's your thoughts on Dickie's second game where he played against someone who looks like they've played uh, maybe two games of one of the board <laughs> games they right. sell on board? That, 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 that's my real takeaway here is yeah. uh, Dickie yeah. basically here yeah. bragging <laughs> about clubbing a seal, I assume. He's a grim after uh, dark no tradition, though. Opponent. His wow. opponent may be very skilled, but uh, yeah. the way Dickie made you sound very rudely um, was that <laughs> you was were a, a piece delight. of shit and he was glad to beat you. Wow. I did not expect this when I was writing this down this afternoon. I got to tell you. Here we go. <laughs> that peaked right everything, sound. but it was right. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, round three. Uh, uh, round three uh, on day one. I played against the Thousand Suns player. I'm going to get this out before Danny uh, recovers from his laugh. Uh, I, I'm lucky Already enough that I do, I do know quite a lot about Thousand Suns. Uh, I had a really good go turn. So my go turn is when the obliterators and the terminators all went and uh, I was able to kill some, so I was able to kill his terminators. I was able to put enough wounds on Magnus to make him a non-entity and I was able to get out of the game with a 20 nil. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Danny, your, your feedback on Dickie playing against someone whose mother bought him their thousand sons first army for uh freedom day, Canada, which is July 1st. Um, which would have given about a month of practice. So actually, we got some listener mail about this particular yeah. game. Now, oh, great, Dickie's great. Thousand Sons opponent um, messaged us to tell to tell us that he forgot seven hundred points of his army off the oh, table. Oh, that was the key. And Dicky tried to bring it. He tried to bring it on on tur <laughs> after turn three, and Dicky was like, "No fucking way, bro." Oh, no, that's not very Canadian of me. Exactly. Yeah, that's the worst. It was uh, the mustache we were growing. That must have it been was, it. It was the mustache. So we're two yeah. one. We're positive for the yeah, day. Yeah, we're 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 so happy after this game. I'm so it, you guys didn't know this, but in the event hall, in, in there's a big cordoned off. So like there's a chud section. So the bottom tables, and then there's an elite section. <laughs> what are you What are you looking at, Danny? You okay? Nothing. It's just there's a weird like. Okay, never. Mind. I figured it out. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Mo moving on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so weird. I think I thought Danny was haunted for a second. No, like, I need to know. Uh, okay, so I was feeling really good. I was so positive. I was I was in the in the. You know what? I was going to come out of this day of, of victory. Uh, mm -hmm. And and my round four opponent was uh, a beautiful Eldar army. Um, now I heard a lot of things about Eldar. Uh, yeah. As of late, I assume you guys heard a lot about Eldar. What's what's the gimmick with Eldar, Danny? What do you think Eldar is good at? Um. So oh, I wish I had a drum roll to build up the intensity. Yeah, we have this. to take the yeah, drum yeah, roll no, out. I, let's. Yeah. Can we get a drum roll? No. no someone you need to get rid of the drum roll. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Wait a minute. No, I didn't ask for that. <laughs> you did. You, you wanted the scratch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah okay. Um, yeah. So my understanding of the Elder Army, and you know, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, Dickie. I'm just I'm just a, a novice at this game. You are. Um, uh, yeah. No, I absolutely am. Um, Eldar's main gimmick is durability, right? I don't think it's durability. It's probably movement shenanigans. Oh. I would imagine. Is oh, there. That's what okay. it felt like anyway <laughs> during the game. Yeah, did uh, you feel some movement deep inside you? <laughs> I felt a, a hole in the side of me that will not be filled for a very long time after that. Oh, game. it was filled by your Aldari opponent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everything Normally you need said, a colostomy bag when that happens. Yeah, no, uh, it's painful still to this day. I can't even sit down right now. Um, everything that you heard is true about Eldar. Um, they have some of the, the best suite of stratagems in, in the game right now. Uh, Phantasm is bonkers. Uh, I'll tell you about a scenario uh, with Phantasm. So my big gimmick is I have Obliterators who are in mm -hmm. Deep Strike that drop down. And their big thing against big knights or big things is they can shoot at within melter range. Well, Phantasm is this great ability that after I finish my movement, you can move something or just so happen mm -hmm. to be a Wraith Knight that can move back out of melter range. So I wasn't hitting um, for my max damage. Yeah, go ahead. Can I can I maybe key you in on something? I may, hey, maybe I'm wrong here, but doesn't Phantasm say you have to be within nine inches? I have to be within nine inches? Of yeah, what? to use it. Don't they don't doesn't the enemy have to end a move within nine inches of you? Uh, I think so. I don't know. You tell me, Eldar guy. Did you because did you, if you are did you deep, deep striking? No, I deep. Uh, well, I, I no, I was in within ten inches of him. So I don't. Yeah, I then don't he think. can't use fantasy. <laughs> oh, well, I'm, great, wonderful. So I got cheated. No. <laughs> Uh, he was honestly, uh, while he was beating me down into a bloody pulp, he was really nice about it. So that was, that was really I bet he was. Yeah, yeah. I'm really nice too. When I cheated the game, <laughs> the I'm not, I'm really mean. I get extra mean actually. But <laughs> do you, when you're, when you're beating, when you're beating someone, when that I'm bad, winning, I just yeah, get, I get, I get more and more angry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All I know is I was getting hit by a million mortals from Wraith, uh, Wraith, uh, the Wraith Knight nope. and Danny, there was no cheating going on here. Phantasm, you can make a normal move up to seven inches. Uh, you cannot select a unit with an engagement range of one or more enemy units, and until the end of the turn, you cannot target yeah, that see? unit with heroic intervention. He was beating the shit on me all oh, week, okay. like, yeah. Uh, wow, I'm it doesn't have God. a requirement section no. of like nope. somebody ending doesn't. move close to you. No, nope. nothing. Nope. When do you use it? At the end, I think it's the end of the movement, of the movement phase. phase. Yeah, yeah. Here, I'll just pull it up. That's fine. Pull it up. I'll do my own independent. This is research. great. This is great podcasting, by the way. Just looking. It's, it's about on par with everyone else's. Let's be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think this is that like, like looking up rules like, mid podcast because you yeah. haven't prepped for this part. It it was egregious. He uh, so his one wraith knight was able to do I think it was thirty two mortal wounds to my knight or my uh, my terminators and Abaddon unit. Uh, it was awful. Uh, he was able to get within tw uh, for fire and fade. He was able to get within <laughs> uh, distance, shoot them, and then move back. Uh, it was the worst thing. Yep. 
Um, no, Dickie, your opponent was 100% correct. I was 100% wrong. It's so much better than I, I even thought. You can't That's just amazing. be like, that can't be true. That would be incredibly broken if that it's was the case. so strong. I can't wait to play. No, no, don't do it. It can't be a good experience. Case you can. Yeah. It's going to be a great experience for me. <laughs> Not for anybody else. Uh, it well, felt it felt it felt like i was playing a different game and i was playing the not good game and he was playing the very good game uh, now so, here's a question ahead. i have for you dicky so yeah, when you got mortal wounded off the table was he rolling a lot of sixes yeah sorry so, they I, I don't know if they were uh, a man or a woman or Cody or, or was a yeah. was a beautiful gentleman with uh great teeth uh he was a really nice guy wow. so yeah you got like an Indian for a Canadian, i figured hockey injuries Oh yeah, but the healthcare is free, so yeah, free take care. Would not not dental care though. So that's yeah. true. Can you guys get dental implants for free? Uh, I don't he... believe so. No, I believe uh, dental is paid for. So yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, you're playing Warhammer by your social by your social health care system. Is that correct? Yeah, social health care. Like it, that's for more death, dying, injury type stuff. Yeah, yeah, sickness. Yeah. Oh okay. That's well, so, not not so much teeth. No big deal. So Warhammer. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you ask that? Uh, so, okay, uh, anyway, yeah, so, yeah, so Danny's got on the teeth train. I know. You asked me about sixes, then he went right on to teeth. Uh, so he he would he would slow roll it, right? So you would roll, get a couple sixes, and then he would pull a six in from his pool when the uh, the wind roll. So I believe at one point he rolled uh, yeah. uh, three or four sixes to wound uh, on the unit, I, and uh, I, yeah. Perfectly it balanced. It was, it was pain. It was really, really pain. And towering is a problem. Uh, the towering keyword is a, a very, very strong rule. Um, so, yeah. Maybe... Well, on the... Oh, go ahead. All right. <clears throat> oh, boy. There I'm going to go. get up on a little soapbox here a little bit. Okay. <laughs> I don't think towering is the problem. I think blast is the problem. And like Bla blast The blast is the problem? But, yeah, yeah, I think blast with like multi-shot weapons not like devastating wounds is the problem yeah right uh like, I, don't I don't know man i think the dev i think devastating wounds is a problem like it should just be like six max or something to that effect like i don't know it's or maybe it's, one mortal in addition to damage like yeah i think it's ridiculous. converting 2d6 damage to mortal wounds four yeah, times stupid like, it's stupid as hell dude it's yeah. so like stupid. owies so much owies um so that was game uh that was game four so in canada we play four round day ones generally uh, to That's really make sick, it dude. yeah to yeah. really be pain uh, so then I lamented with my friends. So we went out uh, for for chicken wings and giant vats of beer and complained about Eldar all night, and it was uh, it was delicious. It was great. Yeah, day two, round five. Day two. Uh, I was lucky enough. I posted a picture in Grim Discord. I don't know if it got to the general Discord, but I was playing against a Stampa. So naturally, Val was very excited about this. Val thought I instantly lost. When he uh, when he saw when he saw that picture, uh, I did I think not lose. What Val actually said was Dickie's not doing too well, is he? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm playing orcs. Yeah, because yeah, we were playing into this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it turns out that Abaddon can tip over a Stampa relatively easily in this edition, and he did that. 
Um, so I had another uh, another great game. I believe it was uh, um, uh, eighteen two uh, in that game. So yeah. Uh, the round six, I honestly, I was tired. I really wanted to watch my, uh, I just saw Danny's in chat. Wow. Abadonkins kill stuff. No way. stuff. It's really weird. Our giant expensive combat monsters or giant expensive combat monsters. What? Yeah. So tired. Sleepy round six. Yeah. What happened round six? Dickie, get to it. I just I bowed out. I shook the guy's hand and just watched uh, watched my buddy play on uh, on the top table. And that was Did it. he have an Eldari army? It was Eldari. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you uh, the code. There was, was your friend. So we had uh, Scarry, uh, Riven, the the scarred one. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was, was going to say he was playing I didn't Necrons. believe you had friends. Oh, um, that's not nice. Brad. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say. Uh, that uh, it's that you found the way to defeat Eldari this edition. The only way to defeat Eldari is just not to play. Just don't uh, play them. Actually, yeah. not wrong. And then, uh, Eldari won. Yeah, the event. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's and Eldari players they'll they'll win, but they'll never actually play any games of 40k because you just concede uh, before every game. You gotta teach. You gotta teach them Perfect. through. Uh, through Perfect. Just letting them win. Yeah. That's the that's the way to go. Uh, we pull up now our Grim After Dark leaderboard. See where we're at. The only one who had any competitive wins that or events this week was Dicky, which puts him at five wins, four losses. Uh, Danny though is still holding on to uh, the pole. Above fifty percent. Uh, holding on to the pole with one event win. Uh, yeah. Danny, how does it feel? How does the pole feel? Uh. A fair and balanced, John. Uh, that's that's all I have to say about that. I mean, Dickie didn't play in a, in a in a GT or anything, and I should definitely be ranked higher than him, even <laughs> though I just won an RTT. <laughs> that's fair. I'm counting event wins uh, as a tiebreaker, maybe even win percentage, but then I can really game that number very quickly. Um, anyway, uh, that's anyway. about enough for what we've been up to. Yeah. Uh, hey, I actually have a planned segment tonight. Uh, we're going to talk about some accessories. And, and non-standard things to play the game of Warhammer with. But let's roll this cool little uh, bumper that's really short. It's so short. God damn, it's so short. It's very short. Oh. Are you talking about WTC Team Scotland, or are you talking... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the Chode Team. Uh, <laughs> bunch of little chodes over there uh so yeah accessorize this there are a ton of things you can buy to improve or change your experience of playing the game of warhammer from a lot of third parties including of course i would be remiss to mention our friends at frontline gaming um who still help make the show possible uh because i assume they don't watch it uh but use the referral code in the, <laughs> the comments here uh but i i pulled together about 10 different items i've found um, that, that can be kind of placed under this here. This first one here was a suggestion uh, from a Val Heffelfinger, who, when I went into our little uh, group chat to be like, hey, I want to talk about accessories. What do you want to talk about? The only response all week uh, was Val saying jerseys, uh, which wasn't really the, the, the accessory <laughs> I was like looking for. Yeah. Very passionate about it, though. Uh, so, guys, uh, Oh, I got my description here. What are they? And then we'll talk about the pros and cons. So jerseys, don't let the beer guts fool you. You too can be part of a sports team with your very own matching jersey. Let everyone know that you're on Team Texas or that you have a passion for graphic design with your very own team jersey. 
guys, uh, what are the pros and cons of team jerseys? Are you going to take the uh, pro or the con, Danny? Oh, yeah. Which one I, do you want I'm to good, take? I'm good with Man, I could list off a bunch for either one. I can yeah, yeah, yeah. Right so now. you start with so, the pros for this ahead. one? Yeah, Let's sorry. start with pros. Let's start with yeah. pros. Let's start on a high note. Like, look, yeah. we're a positive podcast. Like, I just want yeah. everyone to know that. We're not negative people. Um, we would never say a bunch of mean things about one person on the podcast. Um, Literally yourself. As a joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> look. <clears throat> that wasn't us. That was Robo Brad. So, um, positives of of these, uh, you look together as a team, uh, holistically, you're, you're very well organized. You look matched and it's actually kind of intimidating to play against somebody in a Jersey. Uh, Mm -hmm. if you're new. Okay. I have a, I have a con. What's your con? Uh, the end of the day, stinky Jersey that the guy wore all day and sweated in. That is, that's a for real con. Yeah, um, those things they, do not. These are not wicking. No, this is not I did a ask, material. This is. Sorry, go you go, Danny. I'm interrupting you. No, no, no. no. By all I means, did I'm ask a, a member of the Art of War team. Um, uh, didn't you wear that yesterday? Um, and like, mm-hmm. what, would you wear that for like three days over at LV? He was like, no, I have two. And in my brain, I'm like, there are three days. <laughs> 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 There's no laundry service in Vegas. Um, as someone who wears uh, sports tops pretty frequently now in my free time, like I said, I, I agree with Danny that it does kind of, it's a really, it's a really cool thing and a, a great way to hype up an event. So I know something we did before, like when you're getting ready to go to the LVO or maybe another big super major is you and all of your local friends get together and like just the designing the shirt, the ordering it. And then when they come in, it's like, it's like a different feeling of unity. And also they're super handy because if you go to say the Las Vegas open, which by the way, the room blocks are open now. I uh, go to frontline gaming. I don't think we get cash for it, but we never promote stuff properly anyway. Uh, but when you're in a hall of a thousand people, it's much easier to spot someone if you know like exactly what shirt they're wearing in the crowd. And if they're wearing like this weird giant blue Scotland shirt or are they kind of the cool Polish, I just murdered someone shirt that I found there, um, <laughs> then it's really easy to, to pick people out there. But I'm a big fan. Uh, Joel Atkins, how about Team Tank Tops? Uh, what do you think idea. of Team Australia? Look, <laughs> no sleeves, no thieves. So the nope. uh, I think I like though, like to, for me as a as an obese American, um, I'm gonna have to go with like the bowling shirt as being my preferred like team accessory. Oh, hell yeah, we need to start that as a trend. Team Grim, I think it would be sick, dude. Team Grim, we're gonna we're gonna rise up the rankings by just doing a Texas style of having everyone sign up. Or our eight million eighth place finishes will be their five first place finishes. <laughs> uh, moving on, we're going to go through these at a fair rate here. The next accessory is an actual accessory custom dice, not someone to roll dice for you. But guys, don't settle for any old dice. Make yours unreadable with custom symbols that completely change the weight of how the dice is thrown. Um, whether from our friends at Frontline Gaming or our acquaintances at Chessex, uh, your legally gray area IP skirting dice can be yours for the low, low price of like, I don't know, like 70 bucks or something. Danny. I don't know. It's been a while since I bought them. Uh, custom dice. Uh, Dickie, what's your take on custom dice? I like custom dice. Uh, I like having the symbols on the six. Please don't put symbols on the one. For the love of God, don't do that. Just put symbols on six. Uh, but no, I, I'm I'm am da- down with custom dice. Um, 
Yeah, I'm definitely down with custom dice, although I like to kind of take a different, more circuitous route than Dickie does. Uh, mm. Give me all custom faces. And when I say we that, can, that's, like, that's prohibitively expensive. You know this. We've talked about this. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, Games Workshop makes them. What about the Bone Reaper dice? Can we can we pull up an image of those, Dickie? Can you do that? Bone Is that Reaper, in our yeah. technological? While, while Dickie's looking here, we have here uh, Memo Man's asking toilet dice. Um, I will say um, I am working on a supercut video where I just go to random establishments in my town and flush dice down their toilets um, to, to kind of make sure that they're safe dice or not. Uh, and then also Space Mountain says, no sleeves, no thieves. Uh, and attributes it to Danny McDevitt, defense attorney. <laughs> Guys, if you think Amazing. Danny is in this for a defense attorneying, then you are mistaken. <laughs> oh, yeah, those are awful. I love those. Can you count the fingers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I like bad. the two. I like this literally just the Italian expression of like putting your hand like <laughs> it is. It's like, come on. <laughs> oh, I want those dice so bad now. Um but yeah, what do what you feel is, about what is the face? Is that a one or a six? Yes. It's a it's a one. And you know what? It can be anything. You want. It can be really anything you want, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you feel about putting symbols on like a random number like the three? Like, if you rolled up to a table and you just your opponent was like, hey, the symbols are all threes. How are we feeling about that? I I love that so much. I want those. I think when we finally make Grim After Dark dice, we know what we're doing now. Yeah, dude. That's They're the, the worst. On the, <laughs> the symbols are on the threes. Don't even worry oh, about it. Oh, man. I love it. Okay, beautiful. Uh, we all love custom dice. They're a great way to show. Uh, my favorite thing about custom dice is because you have to buy them literally hundreds at a time uh, to get a good price on them. They're great things to give away to your opponents as mementos. And my dice collection is like full of cool dice I got from like really cool opponents or people or, or just things I wouldn't usually get. So I, I'm a huge fan of custom dice. Nice. Um, yeah. Next up, this is a smaller one. Nine-inch sticks. Uh, don't settle... Uh, can you deep strike? Want to start again? Nine inch sticks. Uh, can your deep strikers fit there? What about there? Remove the most annoying thing John does during a game of Warhammer Forty Thousand <laughs> by having a bunch of nine inch sticks to mark your safe zone. Sticks Danny, you're dicks. nodding a little heartily yeah. there. <laughs> John, you've never deep struck anything against me. <laughs> no, but when you deep strike against me, I am an asshole about making sure you're nine inches away. Yeah, that's takes- true two or three times longer than it should because i'm very like i have nothing left on the table uh but i'm very pedantic about it being far away uh, what are your you out. what are your takes uh on these little nine inch to put uh, stick things Amazing. i first saw them from like rob porter uh a guy a long time ago from the community he used a bunch of them you should have just a bunch of these all the time i only usually bring one and that's plenty fine like 99 percent of the time but they are pretty handy just to kind of map out where you can be yeah dicky thoughts on the little half whippy stick uh i don't think uh, is that something probably. you've ever used no not the, the original whippy stick yeah no no not- like this essentially this is you you put them down uh so they're touching uh all of the enemy units so that you know the zone that you can safely deep strike in yeah i think i just use it i think they call them tape measures uh for that that uh need well we can't all play new players like you did at capital city clash no we can't scream properly uh this is a really <laughs> you're being nice to that. me 
Jesus. No, Danny's being nice to you. I have He's to back off now. Nice. Man, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Danny, would you say that's sort of a con where this is like a highly specialized tool that most people wouldn't need? Or kind of what's your thoughts on these? No, you should have something like this. It just speeds up the game so much. I gotta, you should have like, at least one. I think you need, I think you, as a conscientious opponent, if you're playing in big events, like you should probably have one. I think it's a great tool heartily recommend um but hey you know what do i know well i'm just gauging your reaction about how passionate you are about things about where we go on merch uh so like the more passionate you've been about things like well we should probably get some stuff like that we should probably get we should probably get rendered nine what how like should it be let's get four inch ones yeah purely for death guard movement Uh, (laughs) the next one coming up here uh is going to be a newer thing for me, but button tokens. Uh, and these guys, by oh, the way, everything I pulled here, guys, these are all available from the Etsy sellers that are shown on the screen. We don't get anything from them, but these are all great people you should support. Um, yeah, check them out. Definitely check them out. Uh, I kind of, yeah, I didn't resize this slide right. I'm so sorry. Uh, but Danny, what's your takes on the, especially in 10th edition where it's so um, effect heavy? <laughs> Dude, you need them for battle shock. That's what I've been finding. Like for units yeah. failing, so people aren't inadvertently cheating. Like I definitely cheated the other tournament that I won uh, there at least one what? time with battle shock. It was a big accident, and well, I, I, I asked my opponent table. like what he wanted to do. My opponent's super good sport yeah. about it, and he, I was like, "Look, I screwed up. Like, do you want to walk back the turn? Do you want to have me reroll stuff? I'm totally fine with that." And he's like, nah, don't worry about it. It's not that big of a deal, which it probably wasn't, but still it, it can be impactful. Yeah. yeah for sure. Hmm. Uh, Dickie tokens, uh, you're a world leader player. Uh, I'm sure you've been used to counting stuff for the month and a half. You got to play with your old codex. Yeah, it was a good month. I did buy these for uh, world leaders and I totally uh, forgot to use them every single time. Uh, but I think Danny is a hundred percent correct. Battle shock is probably uh, even if you have like cover like cover in this game is like you always seem to have cover so just having a whole bunch of cover ones to just let your opponent know that you have cover would be really good too i think mm-hmm. yeah. memo man is getting peak john energy here he says i get the tokens to remember the rules but then i forget to use the tokens and forget the rules yeah. which is like <laughs> buddy buddy I'm, I'm there i spend 40 dollars in tokens i forget to use yeah um Another one, this is something I've only recently come around to, uh, I think mainly because I started playing Chaos Knights towards the end of ninth. but Wound Dials. And also, oh, guys, yeah. if you see this specific Wound Dial, I have like 20 of these now. They are pricier, but they are phenomenal. Uh, and this guy does them in a whole range of colors. Definitely go there and check them out. Ask him to send me some for free for sending you there. Um, but oh, my description, how can I forget? Tired of accidentally picking up Wound Dice to roll? Use these wound markers to make sure it's clear how close to death Danny has made literally every war dog in your army. Yes. Wound smart, dials. Smart. Um, those those dials that you have are great. Actually, then this is the brand too, right? That is the brand. They look like, fantastic. Yeah. Screenshot. Really nice. They're magnetic. Um, like they're really cool. I just end up using uh, like a different kind of dice that you would never pick up, like a ten sided mm-hmm. dice. Yeah. And that works pretty well, uh, usually. Well, what I like about these uh, the dials, this one's in specific, uh, particular, is they go up to forty nine wounds, um, yeah. and they're they're very small dials. Are all magnetic. My only complaint is the the last batch I got from him because he took some time off from making them. Um, 
the magnets are in a different way than the first batch, so they don't all stack prettily. Uh, but that's a really uh, minor, mm-hmm. uh, minor complaint there. Um, Dicky Woundiles, what's your thought? Uh, I have dice like Danny. I ha- I actually in wood shop when I was in high school made wooden dice, and I actually still use those to this day as wound trackers. Wooden dice? Yeah, what? Well, people people what is this, obviously hundreds. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know. It's it's like a cute homage to my time on this world i guess i don't know i use yeah the you know dice. i mean you can keep them next to your whale ivory dice and shit that you have i'm sure as well oh that'd be awesome actually yeah. so tell, we, we thought that the wingdings dice were expensive how much do you think whale ivory dice are yeah. i need val back in the show i'm getting beat up here jeez louise <laughs> it's okay Danny and I kind of emotionally take the abuse so that we're just redirecting it to you right <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> true Mm. it's okay but yeah i love these guys definitely check them out they're fantastic and for someone like look, me who they just look picks really up good any dice that are around um yeah the, the, those are, are saving graces uh next up i just put this as a general uh objective markers can't be yeah. bothered measuring these markers mark the exact area of control around the objective do you like one of the eighteen thousand warhammer forty thousand podcasts that are out buy their objective markers to show their support <laughs> All the cool podcasts have them. Yeah, not us. <laughs> Note that them. that was. Deliberate. I covered that. I said all okay. of the cool podcasts. You did. You did. Uh, these really started showing up. Would you say about three, four years ago, Danny? Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, what an awesome like accessory, though. These have been uh, like basically a staple. I bring mine with me yeah. all the time. I have some ones from a charity hammer that I attended a while ago that I I, I use all the time. But I have probably like 20 sets of these, I feel like, yeah. at home. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, um, it's important with 10th edition, I think, that if you can get these objective markers, make sure you can get the kind of the outline of the the marker yeah. on the inside. Because Agreed. you do, in a lot of cases, if you're consolidating onto objectives, you do have to end within closer to that. So not having mm-hmm. that is a bit tough sometimes. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. So what are some drawbacks of these? Because like I said, I think universally we all love these. These are great things to have. They really take away from the the, the fun we would have in 6th edition of, no, you're 3.1 inches away from the objective. Dude, the and like, worst. No, dude, your tape measure knocks my guy out of range. This is like legit conversations that I've had. Do you, yeah, uh, me same, John. Like And like just arguing with your opponent. That's why like I know I was much better in 7th edition at like intent. And being mm-hmm. like, I don't know, I'm moving within objective range here. Like, and then it wouldn't be an issue unless it was like a close movement. Like I couldn't quite make it or something. And then we'd talk about that anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's like, I think aesthetically wise, I just, they can have a disadvantage of making the table not look as cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks more like, uh, like a robo rally arena or like, you know, uh, like some kind of like, yeah. Yeah, make they turn the battlefield into a NASCAR track, where yeah, everything <laughs> looks go. like you it should be there. Right, that's that, that that's where I should have been going. You you, you nailed it, dude. There yeah. are clear plastic ones with like faint outlines. Let me tell you, you I own a set of those. Uh, I don't yeah. like them. Yeah, they're slippery, right? With that, yeah. that's the thing that yeah, yeah, yeah. 
not a fan. Uh, Usually you like it to be a little slippery ticky. I and also I just want to mm. point out here, I mean, just 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 to, to shill away, are these available, these objective markers we've seen on screen are the beautiful uh, LVO 2024 objective markers that are available at frontlinegaming.com. And uh, you can pick them up. And if you pick them up at LVO, Danny will take one of them from you. Yep, I will. That's After the pre-order bonus you get. Markers were yeah. stolen from me at LVO one year. What? Oh, really? So, I don't yeah. know who, yeah, I don't know who you are or why you did it, but I hate you. Yeah, Aww. and I will say you're now one of three people with a mob rule objective marker. The other two are me and Danny, and I only I have a complete set. I shouldn't have said that. That was mean, but it's true. Uh, the next thing I want to pull up here, measuring tools. What are they? Tape measures, sticks, oh. but please, God, don't use seamstresses measuring tapes. Uh, these help you get your models from A to B in the manner they're accustomed to guys measuring devices danny we're going to start with you because i bought one of these this week which is why i use this oh, picture good. here um, but tell us about uh measuring Dude, devices. this measuring device is is so cool um so it's mdf um it's all magnetized so each individual piece sticks to exactly where it needs to be um so like the there's a a three inch uh, a six inch and then a nine inch and then the different sides have different measurements as well like there's a half inch measurement and that kind of stuff but it all like nests together perfectly to make one device and you can break them out and put them on however you want it's not going to change their position so everything snaps together no matter what order you take it apart in um uh also it being magnetic is great i i got this after i saw uh, Jack Harpster at LVO had uh, one of these and he was using, I'm like, where did you get that? That's cool. And he's like, I, I, I don't know. So I, I, I figured it out myself um, and found them. And uh, yeah, you can Harpster. get a bunch of different colors. What's that? Classic, classic Harpster. Yeah. yeah, classic he, Harpster. He was too busy winning um, LVO. With a, a I know. Well, he yeah. was done winning. I asked him after. No, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so, uh, but he, yeah, I uh, highly recommend it. Yeah. Tiki, traditional tape measures uh, coming up a lot here. What's your take on those? Uh, we have we asked in our Discord. <laughs> uh, we asked in our uh, Discord about yeah. it, and uh, a lot of people saying the ones that don't auto retract. There was a couple of brands that were specifically mentioned. Uh, Grill pickle. The if you look on the picture there, everything should be on the slide. But I'll double check that while Dickie's talking about tape mm. measures. Oh, where to order it? Um, I actually use uh like a Stanley Fat Mac like a little mini tape measure fits in your hand nice it's easy to transport um and that guy's that guy's done me well for years so yeah i don't know you I use like, anything that, like we we see on the screen there like that little measuring tool um i think i have a six uh, i think i was given at an event a six uh, inch one i i bring it but i don't think i use it nice. very often yeah i have uh, a six inch measuring device that i it was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's my junk. Um, but no, it's it's my favorite one. Uh, I won it at an event where the organizer got mad that I won all of the raffle prizes. Um, oh. but it was a dude, it was hilarious because I bought like maybe 10 oh, bucks of raffle tickets, but I literally kept wanting it, winning everything, and he was literally getting really frustrated. Um, but that's a, that's another story for another day. Uh, but one of the prizes, <laughs> one of the prizes was a knuckle duster measurer. So you put your four fingers through and you hold on to it, and you can just like slam down on the table. And be like, yeah, that's six inches. Wow. Kind of wish it was nine now, but that's okay. I guess everyone does. Yeah, yeah, they sure do, John. 
<laughs> next up, this is a new thing I've started getting into here. Deployment zone markers. Are you sick of using 8,000 dice to mark a diagonal line? Try these yes. markers instead. Uh, do either of you have experience with these guys? I have experienced seeing them across the table from me when you're using them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, a, I'm the one million dice guy. So, uh, no, these things look way better than the dice. So maybe I'll pick some up. Yeah. To, to oh, be honest, John, I yeah. never mark out my deployment zone unless I absolutely have to. And I have great reasons for this. Go ahead. <laughs> I, it, it, it's, it messes with my opponent psychologically. Oh. Also, he gets an extra couple of inches when no one calls him on measuring chair, right? No, 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 that's not it. It's always, but I don't, I don't put my guys like ever exactly on the line. Like they're always like a little bit back or a little bit forward and that kind of stuff. And it just it fucks with your opponent, like putting putting their models down and like thinking that they're going to be in range. Well, it forces a lot of them to measure, measure from your model to, to their model. So yeah, okay, hey, I see what you're doing there. The dominant kind. Uh, Memo Man, deployment zones are an excuse to buy more dice. Thank you, Papa GW. Now we know your secret plan for all of the, <laughs> your deployments you put in the new GT pack. Um, <laughs> next up, we have a couple more left. Uh, MDF Display Board, again, through Friends of Frontline oh. Gaming. Uh, the, original, the, the, the original. The uh, original. I think I prefer the one done by um, Hammerhead Games. Uh, but oh, this one is really? still a classic. Uh, okay. It, Okay, go, go, John, go. I got to know, yeah. why do you yeah. prefer the Hammerhead one over the FLG one? Because I am the opposite now. Having okay. owned both, I mm -hmm. like the Frontline one a lot more. I do own both. The Hammerhead one mm -hmm. is a massive pain in the ass to put together, um, I will yeah. say. Uh, and to the point where mine is glued together now, so it's mainly used for kind right. of local events. Um, but the what really sets it apart is the compartment. So it's about the same size as the Frontline one. You have one big main center section. And then you have on each side two little sections, and one section, dude, it fits. A, like I can put a can or a beer bottle, or whatever, in that section, put it there. And for me, that puts. And if I'm playing a game, I'm drinking a beer uh, or something yeah. similar, uh, and it means I can put it there. Uh, Grill pickle, let us know in chat. Thank you. Hammerhead made, made made the first one, so they perfected it yeah, first, and then just walked yeah. away. Um, but like that, that drink isn't going to spill on the table. Um, <laughs> The drink isn't going to spill on the table at all, and it's kind of it's good to go. And I like being able to sexualize and have an area for my dice, say, or an area for tape measure. And it's not just because I play almost exclusively horde armies, and you kind of you know oh. this by this point here, Danny. So having an area yeah. where it's no models are there and I can keep stuff is very good for me. Now, Dicky, when John says that he plays horde armies, he plays yeah. a lot of like three units, like the most that you can take. Yeah. So okay. like. It was war dogs for chaos knights. For yep. chaos knights, it's a horde army. You know, you have thirteen <laughs> war dogs. Have thirteen but war dogs. For other armies, like maybe not so much. But that's no John's John style is a good style. Like you, like that's a good way to play the game. To be honest. Well, I, honestly, I would start. I would like because I've talked to many times. Like, I'm going to do an elite army this time. I'm going to start making mm -hmm. a small elite force, and every time I would take away the low number model numbers and increase the unit sizes, <laughs> and I think it just ends up now. as a horde. Yeah. Uh, Dicky, your takes on the display boards. I love this frontline gaming uh, display board. I think it's fantastic. I, it's everything you need. Uh, long ago, everyone grabbed what the the lunch trays. Everyone had the plastic lunch tray. Somewhere. Oh yeah, the event staff got really uh, mad at that. Yeah, but this thing is like next. This is they've perfected from Hammerhead, I think. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's really lovingly inspired by. Yep. I 
Yeah, and the ability to take it apart and put it back together very easily, oh, especially so the second version of this, has been phenomenal. I do agree with John, though, that having a compartment in here would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the other thing that I like about this one in particular is that it fits a standard playmat for Magic. Yes. So you can put down whatever you want for like uh like at the bottom of your army and it's easy to make it look cool or have an advertisement for your shitty podcast or uh, <laughs> or whatever else you're doing. Yeah. Exactly. Perfect. Uh two more to go. This one here is kind of thrown in last minute for me. Dice tray. Again, yeah. available from our good friends at Friendline Gaming. I guarantee you never roll all your dice behind a ruin with a dice tray. A literal right, dude. Yeah. Literally Are you guys dice tray dice. guys or on table? I am guys? now dice tray. I am now. Yeah. Why? Is it because you don't want to? No, my. I, I don't want my dice flying everywhere. I don't yeah. want to go chasing them down. I'm not some kind of a dog. I'm not going to play fetch or play <laughs> warhammer. I just, I just want to roll my dice. Together. What if your dice tray hates you and it only rolls ones and twos? You're just okay with that? Well, it's the dice they hate. You know the tray. Then uh, it's yeah. There's something else going on there. Like okay. I would say it's a curse, probably. Yeah. I'm cursed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the only obvious answer. It's not, it's not us being mean to you. It's you disrespecting yeah. those grave sites. Uh, <laughs> sorry. It, like, and I hate it like that that happened, but you know, the heart wants, John. The heart wants. Uh moving on. I, I do love dice trays now. I never used to. This one here from Frontline is collapsible, so it fits easily into oh. your case. Yeah. Oh. This next one here is yes. uh this Ooh. guy here. Uh, I have phenomenal <laughs> memories of mine. I have one. Danny, you yeah. had one, which I have gave you one. terrible memories, destroyed. which was pretty funny at the time, but I can't <laughs> tell you because you were really I'm mad. Pushing it, I'm pushing it through LVO and like just because so the airline broke this. That's the that's the backstory to this. And uh just my front wheel kept collapsing. <laughs> so like the whole thing would start to fold and it would like throw my army forward and I would have to like try and catch the front of it before before it fully collapsed it was, <laughs> there uh, was a, a time game. there was a time yeah. <laughs> where my game was finishing and danny's walking over with his army and it hits like maybe a jack or something or a foot on the floor and he's like hey man you want to go get love? and they just boom and the whole army goes everywhere and i'm like <laughs> in my brain all i can do is don't laugh don't laugh don't laugh don't laugh and i'm like oh man are you okay that sucks and in my brain i'm like don't laugh this is very funny but do not laugh I have a proud tradition of my army falling on the floor during events. Um, (laughs) I was playing at a GT in, in, uh, in Spokane and like some dude like spun around uh, as I was moving my army over and he knocked my Tau army to the ground on a tile floor and like a bunch of my models freaking shattered. I was like, God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I would just be like, don't laugh. Don't laugh. Um, well, I mean, you were playing Tau, so, you know. I, do, I did laugh about it, but later. Yeah. I do love these trays. I think the thing I like about them the most is your top tray. It's a little smaller than the the display boys we showed earlier, but it'll fit your entire army. Yeah. And then underneath your books and dice can go there, and even your jacket or whatever can go in the bottom. And it's just, especially for, like, giant events like your LVOs, like your um, BAOs and other areas where there's a lot of walking, um, this just kind of makes the whole experience a little bit better, especially if you're your old bastards like us who after three rounds right. of a day, just the back is gone. You're using this Love thing it. like a walker. Yeah, got it. <laughs> uh, guys, what did I miss? I only threw 10 down here. The 10 most pertinent ones I could think of. What's an accessory that I haven't touched on that you just love using? Oh, I've got one. A uh, laminated score sheet. 
I think it's really cool and an easy way for you both you and your opponent to see what the score is all the time with instead of one person controlling an application mm -hmm. and not having that synced to both people in any way, which uh, Teams Workshop, that's a free money-making ideal for you right there. So maybe consider it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I love those sheets. Have you guys used those before? I have not. I use my no, phone. No. Yeah. Yeah. Good delay. Cool. Yeah. Dickie? <laughs> uh, I was going to say uh, something I saw a lot recently at the event that, uh, on the weekend was those laser line kind of dealies oh, to get like that. line of sights. You don't like them, Danny? Okay. No, no. Okay. In concept, right. I understand that they're good for the game, right? Yeah. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're great. Okay, cool. Um, I I understand that they're good for the game and that good players should use them to see to like draw to get like corners off of line of sight and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. the fact that I need to use one of those to level sucks. Mm -hmm. Like I hate I hate that we have to use this stuff to like draw these laser thin line of sight like or tr yeah. like it's i don't know but like it's really useful for that because the game works that way so it's more of a critique of the game and less a critique of the act yeah, of the yeah. action understood you know? yep. that's fair yeah cool uh well moving on uh we're gonna go around that dickie we're gonna be skipping a few slides down to 19 uh Got just it. as a little pre-production headache for you but let's go around the net oh oh uh, I have a bumper uh, dickie there's a bumper Got to make that short. Amateur. It's so hour. short. It's so yeah, short. It's not really that short. It's pretty short. Oh. Uh, welcome around the net, part of the show where we dive deep into the dank drivel the internet provides. And this week we've got a lot to cover. That's why I skipped half of it. Uh, first off, we're going to cover this guy here. I have two models I found on uh, on on the internet somewhere. And uh, what I want you guys to do, I need you to tell me the name of the model, and I also need you to tell me what the rules are. So this first one here I found uh, as a 3D printable fire, file in one of the just god-awful 3D printing groups on Facebook. Do you want me to name this? The yeah, name, name it. What, what's it called? Yeah, it's a bloodbath of corn. Okay. Dickie, I need a better name. Now that Danny's taking Ooh. the only obvious name. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say bloodbath of some type. Uh, the rubber duckies are throwing me off a bit, but yeah, that's all I got. Sorry. No, you're good. Okay, Dicky, Danny, and Andrew. Then what does it do? Oh, we have to give it rules now. Yeah, we have to um, give it rules. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, this is an emplacement. It doesn't move. Um, <laughs> so fortification. Really? Um, it can be occupied by one world eater model. Dude, I swear oh, to God, wow. if you just take the skull altar rules and change it to world eaters, I'm going to be so <laughs> mad. <laughs> All right. Yeah, go ahead, Dickie. You make up some different rules for this. That's what you're gonna do. Perfect. Uh, I don't know. It makes it makes the guy obviously really slow because he can't move, uh, mm -hmm. but it gives him the power of of blood and corn, so he has plus eight yeah. extra attacks. Uh, Space Mountain. Yeah. Came in here with a much better name, Lord Lord of Suds. Suds. Oh, why are you not hosting this show? That's pretty good. Dude. He probably yeah. look. He probably has his own podcast He's at this point. Anyone who listens to this or plays Warhammer so is a ninety-five percent chance of their own content. Pretty much, that's true. Uh, moving on, this guy here. I found this on Twitter. No, I will not call it X because that's fucking stupid. Uh, this guy here. What's it called? What's it do? 
This is all you, Danny. Is it called like a legend dreadnought because of all the weapons on it? It's uh <laughs> um even in death still I serve uh but only first class. Because <laughs> he, he flies. He yes. does. It's a dreadnought that flies. What's the rule for he, the... Do you think he flaps his wings? Or to fly, Obviously. or do you think the jets help him out with that? No, well, I mean, I think it's a little, little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. So he's definitely <laughs> right. got hover, right? I think. Yeah, yeah. The and jets then... are for show. The oh. flap is for go. The flap is for <laughs> <laughs> I can only take models with feet, but I want to take a flyer. <laughs> so it's a walker um, mm -hmm. and a vehicle, of course, right? Yeah. Um, it looks like it has a movement yeah. of like. If it's in hover mode, its movement is like eight. And because uh, it's landed, it's walking on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they move eight normally? <laughs> yeah, okay, that's what good. I'm saying. So if okay. he's in hover mode, he just he walks, walks on the ground. And he's I, got I say, a stalker missile system on top. Um, he, and then he's he, got some wing missiles there. Some He moves some more like the character from the old phone game, Flappy Bird. And you need to make yeah. rolls when he goes through the terrain to make sure that he doesn't smash into a wall. He's the only Honestly, vehicle that can go through terrain. Because... <laughs> it reminds me of the guy from Exo Squad. There was like an orange dude who had like who had wings. No, no, no. It's the is the the teal looking guy. He had like wings like this. I don't know. Yeah, beautiful. Lame. This one next here, I just have um, my my notes just say answer the question. So let me read it so you yeah. can see it down here. How not to become a weird Slanash player? Oh, I've always had a bit of a soft spot for the pink demons, but never really pursued an army in fear of accidentally getting a creepy reputation. <laughs> I mostly worry since I Too have late. a love for the Juan Diaz sculpts. Oh, man. How do you not become a weird Slanash player, guys? Play corn. Don't use the new models and not the Juan Diaz sculpts, maybe. Um, I, I can tell you some things that I've seen from Slanesh players that make it weird. So maybe don't do this stuff. Okay, do. Go. Okay. Um, don't spray your models before each battle with each squad getting a different perfume uh, sprayed on them. What? That's Wait, what? actually <laughs> happened? No, that's, that's the real um, thing. Cologne. Um, also, uh, on your noise marine bases, don't install uh, like different bird sound things so that when you... <laughs> put them all on the table they all start making weird like chirping noises but like it's not it's all discordant it doesn't it doesn't go i think from the sense of it you don't avoid becoming a weird slanash player you're just a weird person who starts playing warhammer yeah don't play pure slanash how about that how about you play like demons you can have a lot of slanash stuff but not anything weird because it won't be great um <laughs> Moving on, uh, this is an awful take, and I want to get your guys' opinion on this. This here says, so Warhammer Plus is doing so terribly, you have to try to strong-arm people into having it. Sad. If this had been a subscription of a couple of quid a month, I have played it. Instead, we got to pay for another streaming service with content you won't watch because you can get any amount of battle reports, lore videos, and painting guides for free on YouTube. Hours and hours of it. Hmm. This smacks of a reverse Amazon where their streaming services were so bad they had to give it away free to people who paid for prime shipping. At least that felt like a bonus, though. Uh, to that, I have to ask, guys, what the fuck is a reverse Amazon? 
where you have to send them product, maybe? Yeah, that's got to be I'm trying right? to understand this, John. It's this is this is this sentence here is very complicated. <laughs> I will say you should their to war- service was so bad they had to give it away free to people who paid for prime <laughs> shipping. You trying to imply that when you pay what? for something, it's not free? Um. Anyways, uh, instead, my favorite. You got to pay. You won't watch the content, guys. If you're watching this show, you should absolutely pay for Warhammer right? Plus because no, you won't get any battle reports or yeah. lore videos nope. or yeah. painting guides or any quality Warhammer content. Well, wait. Oh, that part is true. The last yeah. part specifically. Yeah, you will get That's the true. Boo soundboard though, right, John? Oh yeah, I do have. Uh, I got it. Wait a there second, go, Joel. <clears throat> I got your back, Joel. I think it's pronounced boonus. It's a boonus. Did you get this from Discourse Mini Miniatures or? or... No, this was oh. just a random Facebook post. Uh, yeah. Again, I spend a lot of my time uh, just in random places on Facebook. All right. Um, but now Warhammer Plus is about two and a half years old now since launch. Uh, how is it going, guys? Do you enjoy it? Do you guys personally subscribe? I mean, I know I do. Uh, yeah. But uh, again, I'm just a yeah. massive shill. I keep forgetting to order the miniature. I keep forgetting to do the exact same thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say that, and I've been a subscriber the entire time. Yeah, yeah, uh, I have subscribed the whole time. I think sixty dollars a year. Um, as I I spent sixty dollars today on a <laughs> Sherpa hoodie um, that says "I'm Knuff." Um, oh, when I am spending sakes. that amount of money on a hoodie on from a Barbie, Barbie movie, <laughs> when I'm buying Barbie merchandise for sixty dollars, uh, I'm not going to complain about paying Warhammer sixty dollars uh, to use an army builder. And honestly, have a great range of shows. Like Lore Masters is really good. Really Their good. battle it's reports, really they're not super competitive, uh, but the production they're on them quality. is like top class. Yeah. Um, and also, you get a forty dollars miniature every year, and you get to use your app. So if you take the forty dollars miniature away, remember. You do get yeah, all you the remember. old. You get the old white dwarfs. Whether I don't know the value. Yeah, of that, and those are really cool. I think those, that's a great deal. Stuff. So there I is value. My know. takeaway from it is just because you choose not to use the benefits they offer, it doesn't make it a bad service. It just makes you lazy and a bad person. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully that will stop people from commenting on the goddamn Terminator short. They're more than um, <laughs> Moving on, uh, I have up here is a brand new product from Games Workshop. It's our index oh, card Jesus. updater. <laughs> I, love, I love that you def- we defend GW and we beat them up in the next slide. That's a great thing. Wonderful. Uh, we did see some uh, updates to the indexes, Danny. Uh, there was a bunch of just uh, outrage at this. Uh, how dare they balance the game post-printing stuff? Hmm. It just goes to show how antiquated that method of production of rules is. Right, which is unfortunate because God, I love to have those cards. I would love to have those cards be in front of me. Like that's an easy way to play the game, and I get why it was really like, handy. That RTT is really yeah. handy. Yeah, yeah. So it's unfortunate that they're already some of them are already obsolete. But I kind of suspected that was going to be the case, so I just didn't end up buying any index cards. Where normally I would have bought all of them. But yeah, you're smart, smarter than me. Yeah. To to be fair, um, if you pay for the app, it's all in the app. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And I do. So, so I do get yeah, that there you go. I want. I um, wish you... I wish in the app you could pick what cards that you would have to be able easily flippable. Yeah. Versus going through all of them. That would be I so wish the output good. 
I wish the output gave you the option to create just like two cards. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Of the cards or just like a like a link with like the name of the unit that you put in your roster. Being able to click that on the front screen to pull up the thing instead of having to go through click on the yeah. unit, then click on look at the card. Just having a one button, just a one click option to get yeah. to the card would be great. So much. Yeah. So and but I will say GW is actually being super receptive to feedback on the app that's actually uh constructive feedback. So being like, boo, your app sucks ass. It should be free. I love Arch is not constructive feedback, but telling them, hey, I would like to output my army list this way is constructive feedback. So definitely email them yeah. that advice. Uh, Dickie, we're going to skip forward to slide 27 here. Um, the golden Ooh, ticket, guys, it's real. They actually made golden tickets. Um, uh, yeah. Wow. Th that they're handing out to winners. I didn't know it was a real thing. I figured they oh. were just told, hey, you get a golden ticket. But no, no, they no, made no. them. Yeah, they're real, like, golden tickets, man. That's fantastic. Uh, Dickie, what's the eBay value on one of these? Ooh. Uh, I don't know, at least 50 bucks, right? Uh, Canadian, least. though. Canadian. Oh, thank God. Uh, Danny, will Mike Brandt dress up as Willy Wonka at the World Championship <laughs> of Warhammer later this year and oh. invite people into his gaming factory? Oh. Is he going to do the tumble fall too, please? For the love of Pete, please. Well, I, all right. So that's an interesting thought, John. I just don't see, I see Mike Brandt more as uh, the Oompa Loompa type than the <laughs> <laughs> So I will say in the film version of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, after each room, a golden ticket holder suffers a horrific accident that removes them from the tour and earns the factory several OSHA violations. What will happen in the Games Workshop version? I have a follow-up question, but initially, what will happen in the Games Workshop version? What is the first horrific thing that happens to a golden ticket holder? You have to play another golden ticket holder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seems pretty bad. Um, will... Just kidding. Those guys are mostly, for, for the most part, great individuals. Um, yeah. So you'd be lucky to play a game uh, with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, will the person who wins the GT, which is kind of, again, the Warhammer World Championship with all the golden ticket holders, will that person uh, win ownership of the company Games Workshop, much like in the movie Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Uh, only only I mean, on a spiritual level. Yeah, I, I think they just get to see some future stuff and like get to say that they won the event. I don't, I don't think it's any big stiff. I don't think they do anything more. Well, that's boring. I guess right. the, the best way to round out this show, this train wreck of an amazing show that you've all stuck around and watched. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank uh, you for some reason. Is a brand new old game, but now with an added bumper. Oh. These are so short. I couldn't even <laughs> pick it up in time. Oh, oh. Gosh, dang. Uh, so yeah, we're playing a game. I did think Val was going to be back today to play this, but he is not, but that's okay, because as I found out, I quickly went in, and Dickie, if you can pull up the site, perfect. I covered all of the answers uh, with a giant question mark box. Um, yeah. The idea of this game is I'm going to read you a title, and you're going to tell me if this title is the name of an event in Bass Coast Pairings, by the way. Uh, there's a premium subscription, gives you access to pairings and army lists well after the event. Um, we do love their support of this show or a terrible fan fiction from fanfiction.net, a place where you can have an AI Peter, the Falcon read just terrible fan fiction to you. And we appreciate their terribleness. Uh, do we have any questions about the rules? No, John, I'm ready to go. 
So cool. I have, to have a go. pen because I have to actually follow along now because Dickie has to play. Um, but okay, the first one I have is a Galaxy in Turmoil. And before we reveal it, um, I'll have Dickie tell the answer and I'll have Danny tell the answer. And Chad, if you want to jump in too, jump in. Yeah. Uh, that's got to be fan fiction. That is an event. Okay. Dickie, delete. Oh, am, I, am I deleting it? You got to delete the, the screenshot or the, the question mark. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 Boom, yeah. I did it. Did you do it? Oh, okay. Woo! Go! Oh, yes. You got it's it. It's an event in BCP on August 5th. If you are around, contact Joe Rustin. He has a couple of slots left open. It's a fun little yeah. three-rounder. It's an online event, though, so I don't know how that works, but that's okay. <clears throat> okay. Like what we play on TTS? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, the second one we have here, and Dickie, I'm going to see if I can control this from here so you can yeah, fully immerse it. yourself in the it, moment. Uh, Bonded by Fury. Bonded by Fury. Is that a event in BCP, or is that a piece of fan fiction? You go first, Danny. I Fanfic. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with Danny and fanfiction that. Fanfic? That is an event oh, in DCP. No! It's a doubles right. event in England. Why is it so hard? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, contact Dom Mephim. Uh, August That's 4th, you two can be in a doubles event. Picky. I will say, uh, in these titles, if there was a thing like three or the or an ah, I did take those out to make it a little bit harder. Yeah. Because if like I everyone, went in... Everyone said fan. Look in the yeah. chat. Fan, fan. Bonded oh, by fan. It's a team tournament, guys. It's not sexually explicit fan It fiction. sounds a little sexually explicit. It does. That's For 40K. fair. That looks like 40K sex. Okay. Uh, next up here. Uh, Joel Atkins, you got it right. I, there's too much of a delay to figure out if that was before or after we showed <laughs> off. That's okay. Uh, our next one here, destruction of darkness. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say fan fiction because I said fan fiction all the times before that. So it's, I got to get one right. Okay, I'm gonna also say fan fiction. It is. That's a great answer, and that is in fact a fan fiction. Destruction of Darkness is a Warhammer 40k Baldur's Gate crossover. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's 400. Why? It's 481 what? words. Uh, the Warriors of Corn. I, I cut off a lot of the stuff here, which I shouldn't have, but it says Warriors of Corn come to collect their tax. Um, taxation is theft, and corn is spelled like the band. Uh, but yeah, hmm. yeah, good point of peace. Good job. Amazing. Next one up here. We have Legacy Soiled. Uh, fanfic. Fanfic. Strong. Okay. Thank uh, you. I got to go for the win here, so I'm going to say BCP event. BCP. Ooh. That is a ah! fanfic. Yeah. It's his first Warhammer 40,000 fanfic uh, by the author Run With All of the Scissors. Nice. Um, I chose this here specifically. I didn't read the whole thing, but it's because the lion looked up from his book. The lion was reading a Shakespearean tragedy, uh, which oh. I call BS because you're not going to read that 50,000 years after Shakespeare was alive. BCP. It's not that good, guys. Okay. That's, that's really hard. That's... Okay. Next up, we have... 
we got a lot. Okay. Yeah, we're we're going through. That's uh, I'm running through. <laughs> yeah. uh, so legs, uh, grudge maker. Danny. Event. I'm Nikki. gonna say event. Event. Grudge maker is an event in BCP. It's in Dublin County, Ireland. Uh, contact Dale Bagtasos, which is just God. The on fact, no, it was July 30th. You're done. You can't go there anymore. But I'm sure it was a great sure event. 30 people, three yeah. rounds. Yeah, it, was it was really popular. It was yeah. a blast. Uh, perfect. Thousand points, though. So probably it's a learning event there. So yeah, good job, guys. Uh, next up, we have Emerald Tide. Uh, I'm gonna go fanfic. Okay. Yeah, that's the answer. Fanfic is the answer. Fanfic's the answer. I really gotta be like born the ball, delete these and type. Emerald Tide is a fan fiction. Nice. Uh it's a original story about a new space marine commander. Uh, and that's all you need to know. The leader, a massive man it's, clad in this similar green armor, gripped a flaming power sword in his right hand. That's about all is, I need to read. Danny is very competitive. Yeah, Danny gets very competitive yeah. at things. It's you one of his best worst me features. In the side chat right now, like it's bad. Like I don't so know. hard. Yeah, we really got to talk to him about that. <laughs> you suck, <Okay>. Dickie. <laughs> <laughs> the next one we have, uh, Warrior's Courage. It's you, Danny. Uh. Warrior's Courage. I'm going to go with fanfic. Fanfic, okay. Dicky? I'll go fanfic. Fanfic, okay. It is a fanfic. It's a Warhammer 40k Death Watch story with Librarian Holt and Brother David. (laughs) 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 He had short, dark hair that was pulled back. You You don't know how short hair works, but that's okay. Uh, moving on, <laughs> couple more left here. We have uh, Naughty K. Wait, what? Say that again. Naughty K, like forty K, but instead of forty, is naughty. Huh. I'll say BCP. Strong. Yeah, I Strong guess. was gonna say BCP, mm-hmm. but I can. I'm down a bit here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with fanfic. Okay, fanfic. You say? Yep. Yeah! Oh, it's a BCP ah! event. Nice, August first. It's a midweek Ooh. RTT in England, but just play. They have some spots open. Definitely check oh, them out wherever it is they God. were. I didn't get to the right part I've for never that. Been more happy. I know. Uh, okay, oh, two I more. Read this... the chat. <laughs> <laughs> this is the penultimate one. Uh, we have. Team Smashdown. Oh. <laughs> Event. Are you Event. sure? We have learned a lot of terrible fan fiction. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm also with Danny. I think it was. Yeah, it's guy. an event. It's on Uh five total players, August 2nd. Get your get in quick so you can get into Team Smashdown. So wait, so what is the you get to have the buy? Is that what happens if you're the fifth person? I don't know. Why don't you go and find out and field report for us, Dad? Okay, yeah, I'll go. Uh, and then finally tonight, we're ending on a low. Fourteenth uh, faction. Fanfic. Um. You suck, Danny. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with event because I want to make this a win. If this is the last one. 
Oh. You're the worst, Danny, because it is yeah! a fan fiction. Nice. Uh, by oh, Supreme Dakari Lord Cervantes. Uh, the first word is <laughs> and you all suck because it now ended uh, 7 7. Well, no, it didn't. I didn't. Did. No, I was okay. Oh, you were counting differently? <laughs> you were, were you counting? Two yeah, I thought oh. we were, I thought we were tied up until this last one. That's oh, I, I don't win. know. So, Danny, you concede yeah. victory. Yeah. Okay, great. No, I concede victory to you, dude. You won. Yay! He's a winner. I I followed the score wrong. Well, Maybe if my, only there was an accessory. Not. If only there was an accessory uh, to help us uh, figure things out. As we're going to wrap things up now, we're gone way over, but I'm not putting in 20 minutes of work assembling a game and then not doing it. Uh, Danny, Dickie, anything you want to say before we head out for the night? Uh, no, I'm excited about next oh. week. Oh, yeah. oh no, you go ahead, Dicky. Sorry, no, you have something. You go important ahead. You're so important, right? Uh, for, versus me, yeah. Dicky, next week you're not going to be here. I'm not going to be here for two weeks. I'm going to be yeah. in what? Belgium. I'm going to be in Belgium. Why? For WTC, the World Team Championships. You? It's yep. going to be two weeks, exactly. but in the scoring di- <laughs> in the scoring differential world, it's actually going to be two days because it's they take the regular oh, score and they make sure. it just incomprehensible. Yeah. Uh, no, it's I'm super, super excited. We got a really good pod for Canada, so we have a, a really good opportunity to go uh, go 3-0 and uh, on the first couple days. And uh, then we get to hit the big boys and see uh, see how the old uh, players do. That's, That's right. awesome, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Dickie, are you playing on the are you playing on the team or are you coaching? No, nope, coaching. Coaching. Nice. Dude, yeah. that's so cool. That was yeah. my goal. My goal was to coach for the first year and then uh try to play for 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 year two. So yeah. Nice. Danny, what Hell you yeah, got? Dude. Nothing. I just wanted to say I had a great show. Beautiful. Um, yeah, it <laughs> was it, it was fun. Yeah, uh, um, I will say uh, next week Val should be back, and if not, you're going to get an amazing hour of just me and Danny in a, a single shot of a set where I try and remember to hit buttons on OPS. But we will be back. Yeah, um, just like mob rules. <laughs> Sadly, many will take that as positive. But thank yeah. you everyone for joining us here on Grim After Dark. Uh, find all of our socials and ways to support us at GrimAfterDark.com. Uh, we're going to be back next Monday live at 10 p.m. Eastern-ish. And if you can't catch us live, please subscribe to the podcast and all good services and get an abridged version every Tuesday night on YouTube. And remember, uh, if you want the full unedited raw live stream to become a member at youtube.com slash wherever it is we are. Uh, but when your life feels like a never-ending siege and things can't get any worse, join us here. And remember, that it's always going to be grim after dark. It's time to step into the grim darkness With nerds gather talking Warhammer madness Grim after dark, the podcast with the hosts John, Danny and Val, but they're not the most Claiming to be experts, but it's all a facade Talking about battles and dice rolls, they're all odd Trying to sound cool with their Warhammer talk But I'm here to expose, it's all just squawk Nerds, nerds, everywhere I see Talking Warhammer this, like it's a decree But let me tell you, homie, it is all just a game In the real world, homie we are not the same, so put down the dice, step out of the dog. It's time to live life, nerd, make your own mark. Grim after dog, the nerd's playground, talking Warhammer this, acting all profound. But when I listen, it's all just a bunch of noise. I love roasting nerds and their stupid ass toys. Stupid ass toys, I want to grab them.
my hands around the neck. Squeeze, squeeze, war hammer, squeeze. Until they can't breathe or breathe again. <laughs> tell a friend, tell a friend, I'm out here roasting nerds again.